the Mel Gedroich podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our groovy little podcast, we're going to be talking about hmm, solo cinema outings, yeah, pretentious hot beverages, and humane mouse traps. Yeah. If you like the sort of cut of that jib, then do please listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There will be more chat. Oh yes, plus some amazing songs thrown in just just because we want to. Believe if you believe in love. Um, just warming up the old um, share impression there, which oh, um, I'll unveil uh, later for you. Mighty Bush, good to see you. Good to see you, Mel. That was a cracking share impression. Oh, it, it really was terrible. Was. It was good. What you need with a share impression is a bit of. If you what is that thing? That is it called a vocoder? It's a vocoder, vocoder. as as used by the uh, the mighty Herbie Hancock. Really? He does it live, yeah. He has one fully in place. It's like a sort of, almost like a sort of mouth organ thing, possibly. I've seen it before. It looks like, you know when they put a tube in the side of your mouth when you're at the dentist? Yeah. To get rid of oh, like whatever's yeah. going on down there. It's a bit like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't fancy that at all. I quite like that uh, hoovering bit that you get at the dentist. I actually quite, I do quite like that. Really? That's yeah. one of the worst bits because you get that panic attack where it sucks your tongue down into it and you think, will I ever get my tongue back? The, the side of the tongue. Side of tongue. Yeah. I'm really, really debating now whether to go for the old uh, top set of teeth uh, brace action. Really? Loads yeah. of people are getting braces at the moment. It's yes. quite in to get your teeth. I remember there used to be the scourge of being a kid, didn't it? Absolutely. Having, having a brace, having that weird plasticky bit on the top that all your Weetabix to get stuck on in the morning. Yeah. I don't know, are braces the same now or are they a bit more kind of small and They're cool? They're trendy. Are they? And also you get them all in different colours. You can get a pink or a blue or a purple Ooh. or a clear. Yeah. I love it. Will they have tech on them? I like the idea of having a brace which maybe lights up via Bluetooth if you get a phone call. Oh, that would be That'd be right, wouldn't it? <laughs> or like those trainers that kids wear. Yeah. When you walk along, they light up. Maybe when you shut your mouth and open it quickly. Yeah, something like, that. something like that. Yeah. I warn people that you're about to say something very important. <laughs> I might get a plate so that you can actually take it out for broadcasting purposes. Do you know what? A lad who works at this radio station had a brace for a bit and he has to take his brace out to talk because he gets the old... You know a a whistle on your teeth that makes you sound like a 65-year-old vicar? Yes. So I saying to him the other day, he has to take his brace out. Does he? Yes. Who is it? Come on. It's Chris. He's called Chris. Is he? And I won't name him any further than that, but he has to have his brace. If you and walk into the studio when he's on, he's had he's got his brace sat next to him like a little like a little friend. And does it do, do his teeth look better for it? He looks a million dollars. Does he? Yeah. Now listen, Bush, like my good self, I'm I'm assuming that you haven't had any kind of orthodontic Osmond style work on yours. Either, although you're a lot younger than me. Uh, look at my teeth, Mel. Do they look like they've had work done on them? They look like tombstones. They're, you Like me, you've got little, the little comedy canines, the little pointy fellas. I, I sometimes wonder whether I might be a vampire. Anyone else got really... You've got, I mean, you've got the same, I've got the same, mate. Is that really a 70s thing that give you those pointy things? I don't know. The I, canines, is it? Also, little snaggle tooth next to canine, which sits very much behind the other teeth. Mm-hmm. I think it might be dying. Oh, no. Because it's going a bit grey, and then so it'll go black. If you were to get a brace out. and kind of... Getting a brace is like uh, rearranging your teeth a bit. Yeah. Would that snaggle tooth have a chance to kind of step forward into the limelight and do its bit? And grow. Grow and thrive. I know. I'm worried because it is. It's going darker. And I've been told by the dentist, uh, and if you're listening, Indy, you're a very, very, very nice man, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, he's called Indy, like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I used to have a cat called Indy. Did you? Isn't that nice? That's so Did weird. You? Uh, they talk about afterlife and stuff. Maybe it's the other way around. Cat died, became a dentist. Cats don't have canines, though. That's a very, very good point. They Isn't that have, weird? They'd have felines. But they've got spiky teeth as well. Ooh, I wouldn't Ooh. want to be bitten by a cat. I'm very excited, though, about uh, Snaggletooth getting its chance to shine. Think about how many years... Oh, listen. It's never had... No one's even known about that little tooth around the back of your front teeth. 39 years it's been waiting. Um, and finally, there'll be a sort of... As it comes out into the light, there'll be a kind of Disney-esque soundtrack to go with. What's it singing? Of all the musicals that you know, Mel, what oh, song is Snaggletooth singing? At the moment... Yeah. Oh, this is great. I love this kind of thing. Okay, so at the moment... It's singing, I know exactly what it is. From Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, yeah. Close every door to me, only to block out the ceiling. It's not that, obviously. Yeah. And shut out the lights. Light. That's what it's singing. Oh. Bush, what will it sing when it emerges? I think he's going to sing. Is it Marty McCutcheon that sang, This is my moment? <laughs> no, what did she sing? Sorry, let me get this right. What Did, did she sing, This is my moment? She did sing, This is my moment. She, yeah, Marty McCutcheon's yeah. This Is My Moment. Yeah. Stepping into the light, finally it's made it. Oh. The mu- and the musical will be on Broadway. What's it called down in, in, in England? West, West End? The West End. It'll be on the West End. It'll be called Snaggletooth. Snaggletooth exclamation mark. Yeah, that'll be so... <laughs> I'd go and see that. Snaggletooth exclamation mark. Yeah. The, the coming out of a tooth. <laughs> the... The, 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 no. The coming of age of a tooth. Yes. I'm just shaking up the canister of love. Oh, Ooh. it's not canister. I'm so sorry. It's canister. <laughs> canister of love. Special edition. <laughs> oh, oh what, what will be inside it? What will it contain? Oh, it looks like you're know. doing a, a cocktail there with that silver tin. Can you make any cocktails, Mel? What's your, no. your favourite cocktail if you can make one? Ooh. Do you know what? I'm very partial to a mojito. I love a mojito. Yeah. What's in a mojito again? It's uh, rum and sugar and uh, crushed up. Basil. Is it basil? Yeah, there's something green in there, isn't there? Maybe it's not basil. <gasps> it makes me feel... Oh, it's mint. mint. not basil. Do not put uh, basil in there. That's bad. <laughs> makes me feel... When I drink a mojito, it makes me feel like I'm... I don't know, like I'm in a film. Oh. Like I'm... I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's very LA, isn't it? I had an espresso martini last weekend. What's that like? That's one of those little ones with a, like a floating bit of coffee on the top. Oh, and, and it keeps you awake. Yeah, it was good. Which is vital these days because whenever I drink, I'm telling you, it's it's off to blooming Bedfordshire up the wooden stairs. <laughs> Seriously, do you get that? You're too I young. Do. No, I do. I, I get very sleepy. Do you? Yeah. So having an espresso within your drink... Keeps you ticking over. You see, a Diet Coke and a Bacardi, for me... Is up all nightsies. Is it? Is yeah, it really? Man. Oh hell yeah! Which bit of that is the up all nightsies? Just the diet coke. Diet coke, mate. Is it? Yeah. Wow. As in, you know, not as in, oh, I need to, you know, pop off to the bathroom. No. As in, I can stay awake till midnight. Love that you right away free till midnight. Rock and roll. Watching rolling news yeah. in your PJs. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's probably about all we've got time for. <laughs> I was going to open the little question, but I'm not going to bother. Uh, oh no. This is enlivening, Bush. Uh, it is, of course, we do this every week. It's time for the world-famous Ledger of Legend, known to us as the Ledger of Ledge. And we've got this sort of beautiful book. I'm holding it now. It's a, it's, a, it's a weighty tome. And every week we put something inside it that we think, what do you think, Bush? It just needs sort of bigging up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, things that don't get the credit that they deserve. The little yeah, things in life. The little things. Now today, I've had a little think about this, Bush. I hope this is all right with you, but in today's Ledger of Legend, Mm -hmm. I would like to put in 
I'm going to call it a pretentious beverage. Ooh. Because do you know what? And I'm sorry, I'm going to just come clean. I do live in London. Maybe this is much more of a London-centric thing than anywhere else. No, I'm going to retract that. This happens all over the country. It's endemic. We're a good word. Thank you. We're all drinking pretentious beverages. I know they're overpriced. I know they're a bit embarrassing when you're ordering them. But don't they make you feel better? They do make you feel good, but I would say you and producer Louise are the queens of the pretentious beverage, to the point where my mobile phone is full of me sending myself notes or texts with coffee orders because I can never remember what you two oh, have. Bush, you see, you're quite straight down the line. You go for a latte, which is in itself, let's face it, a little bit on the pretentious side. It is a little bit pretentious, but compared to you two... Well, I go for the decaf skinny cappuccino. <laughs> decaf skinny cappuccino. And Maloney goes oh, for... Now, what is it with her? She goes, is it the decaf, skinny, flat, white Americano? More than that, Mel, she then wants me to bring her a spoon from the actual cafe. Not a spoon, my friend, a stirrer. A stirrer. Which is like one of those sticks that they used to put down your throat at the doctor's. To see if you've got bad tonsils. Exactly. And she asked me to get some sweeteners from there as well. Not even shugs. So high maintenance, it's unbelievable. Yeah, let's, let's vote her as the most pretentious of beverage imbibers. If you can beat that, if you can beat Maloney's uh, pretentious beverage, do get in touch with the show today. Yeah, but there's something just very, very comforting about a pretentious beverage, I'm sorry. It's nice to get what you like. You know, sometimes in life you just want what you want. So I'm going to ask you, please, as our in-house artiste extraordinaire, to convey, in the form of cartoon, a pretentious beverage for today's Ledge of Ledge. Come on, it's the 14th of Oct. We're mid-harvest festival season. What day is it? Bit of a curveball, this one, Mel. Oh, nice. Today, October the 14th, is Be Bald, Be Free Day. Be Bald, Be Free. A celebration of being bald and a celebration of wigs if you've got a wig. Wow. And I've got three amazing facts about wigs for you. Oh, I love a wig fact. Come on. Love a wig fact. Uh, Wig is short for periwig, which has been used for artificial hair since 1675. And what, what does it actually mean, Do you know, periwig? I don't know. Periwig. What's the, de- what's the derivation of it, I wonder? I'm not too sure. Periwig. Periwig. That's what wig is short for. I'm very much enjoying that, and I've written it down just to enjoy <laughs> the word itself, periwig. Throw it into conversation today. Second fact, the ancient Egyptians from around 350 BC wore wigs to cover their heads, which had to be shaved to be free from vermin. Oh. You always see, you look back at ancient Egypt, you always think it's like loads of brilliant having a bath in milk yeah, and stuff. Exactly, really civilized. Really like, you know, good fun yeah. painting your face. No, you have to have your head shaved because there were rats living in there. I wonder how they shaved their heads in those days. I know. A pair of really old fashioned clippers. Yeah. Final, final fact about wigs more wigs were made for The Two Towers, the second Lord of the Rings film, than any other film in history. You see, I'd have said immediately Dangerous Liaisons. Really? that was full of periwigs. A lot of periwigs. Well, there's even more periwigs in the Two Towers, Lord of the Rings. Wowzers. Wow. That's going to come up in a pub quiz. I can feel it in my bones. That's very, very strong. Bush, you've given us periwig, you've given us 350 BC, and you've given us Lord of the Rings Part 2. Now, Bush, I must ask you, how's your week been? Mel, thank you for asking my week in two words. Solo cinema. Oh. I went to the cinema on my own, and it was brilliant. That, that's a big watershed moment, my friend. It is. I feel like I'm not going to look back from here. 
How was it? What did you see? I went to watch the new Blade Runner movie. <gasps> Very long. <laughs> it's two hours, 50 minutes long. Does it sustain? It's, uh, it's great all the way through. Yeah. Uh, um, the adverts, you know, because you 25 minutes of adverts. You're in there for like nearly three and a half hours. How delightful. Long old stint. But um, I didn't know how it was going to pan out. Normally, if I've done solo cinema before, it's been for work and it's been in the daytime and it's fine. Yeah. But evening solo cinema. With oh, hang other, on. With other people who are out for like hang on. on a date night and it's no. just me on my own. This changes everything. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, this now worries me. Bush, when you said solo cinema, I mm. thought you meant daytime. Okay, because producer Brian here at Magic said that you can only do solo cinema if it's daytime. You went in the evening. Yeah. Oh, Bush. So I parked up in the Victoria Shopping Centre car park NCP in yeah. South End mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. Had to take a photo of the floor that I was on because I always forget where I parked the car. And then went to the cinema on my own, sat at the back, just the glint of my glasses and my cagoule as I ate a bit of popcorn and watched the film. And do you know what? Once I got the awkward bit over, out of the way, about me being on my own, I, it was liberating. Was it? I don't think I could do it in the evening. Daytime, absolutely fine with. I've done yeah. that many times. I don't think I could do the evening, mate. You'd have a problem with the evening, but I found it absolutely brilliant. Did you do the thing where, at the start of proceedings, you try and pretend that you've got somebody coming that's a bit late? Like so put my coat on the next seat. Coat on the next seat, looking round <laughs> expectantly, look possibly looking at your watch. Like I've got a date that's been a bit late. Oh, oh she'll turn up in a minute. Now, Why were you on your own, love? I was just right on my own in the middle and it was fine. Why? Why were you on your own in the evening? I'll tell you why, right? First of all, uh, my other half, Katie, yeah. I love her, yeah. but she won't watch sci-fi movies. Science fiction, she won't watch. So okay. straight out. Secondly, even if I had convinced her around that Blade Runner is a good movie to go and see, she will not sit there for two hours, 45 minutes and watch like spaceships float around, stuff like that. Even for Harrison Ford? Even for Harrison Ford. It's Mm. not going to happen. No one, but no one could rock a leg warmer like Irene Cara. Whenever I hear that song, I always want to do that bit where you put your hands in the air and then bend straight down forwards and touch your toes. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely to be? Can you do toe touch? I'm going to try now. So give it a go. She goes, she's up. One, two, three. The arms swing up and then down. Do you have to keep your legs straight? Yeah, straight. One, two, three. No. Oh, nearly there. The legs. But I'm going to try again. One, Cara, two, three. spirit of Cara. I'm channeling her. Hang on. No. no not quite. You, come on, Bush. On your go. feet. On your feet. Oh, I'm quite dizzy now. On your feet. Love. Please play along at home. Here we go. See if you can put your hands in the air and touch your toes. One, two, three. Yeah. It's, it, oh, come on, Bush. Come on. Oh. oh you're, about, you're about half a foot off. Wow. Isn't that sad? I think both my hamstrings have just exploded. <laughs> I feel really dizzy. I feel a bit dizzy after that. Dizzy, my head is spinning. Mm-hmm. Now listen, so we've established, mm-hmm. if you've just joined us, we've established that Bush went to the cinema, solo cinema, uh, and I thought, great, he's really, you know, he's very, very comfortable now in his own skin. He's really feeling good. Yeah. Then he told us... It was in the evening. I thought it was in the daytime. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I can't handle this, Bush. It makes me feel too sad when I think of you doing that. The saddest moment of it all, right, was when I had to go back to the uh, shopping centre car park, which oh, was yeah. then completely deserted. Oh. Go through the shopping centre on my own. Just like, you know, the clowns on those machines that children sit in for 50p a time. Oh, yeah. Even those things were like dormant apart from their glowing red eyes. It frightened the life out of me. Oh, So I'm not going to, I'm not parking in an NCP again when it's just me on my own because I got a bit scared. And you're also surrounded by merry throngs of people. Yeah. Going back in their groups. Maybe going to the pub or something like that. Yeah. Oh, Bush, I can't bear it, mate. See, I started this thinking this was quite a positive experience, but when you actually look back on it, it is actually quite sad, really. Now, listen, this is what you need to do. Because you've moved to a new part of the country. Yeah. 
You need to make some friends. <laughs> I need to make some friends. You need Bush. You're an extrovert. Oh. Come on, you're a broadcaster. Yeah. You, you've got the skills. You're very good at chatting. Thank you. You've just got to chat to some more people and make them like you. See, That's my, what you've got to do. My daughter's school, they have this thing called the buddy seat. Oh, yeah. A little bench where yes. if you don't have anyone to play with, you sit on it and then and some other kids come, you know, joins. and they'll play with you. So maybe they should have these seats at the cinema called a buddy seat. Bush's buddy seat. <laughs> Bush's buddy seat. They'll sit down next to you. Maybe you can go for like an Italian meal afterwards or the pub. If I was going to the cinema on my own, I think the last place I would head for would be the buddy seat. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying that. Oh, God. I'd be a little bit concerned. Yeah, let's scratch that. The buddy seat's a really bad idea in a dark cinema. Just don't do it. Just, just as I said, just make some friends. <laughs> right, the canister is being sarsaparillaed. Over to you, Bushy. There you go. Here we go. Let's uh, take a little question out. It's written by our office and put it to you, Mel. Here we go. Come on. Mouse problem. Oh. Oh, this is quite pertinent. Mm-hmm. After the experience that producer Louise has had. Don't mention the M word in front of her. Humane trap or rodent-sized guillotine? Thank you for your pronunciation of, of guillotine. Kind of French that up a little bit, didn't I? Yes, what, what was going on there, Bush? I don't know, guillotine. Uh, <laughs> rodent-sized guillotine. Uh, you were back in the brasserie for a moment. Guillotine. Uh, no, so I like guillotine. Guillotine. Rodent-sized guillotine. I was then presented with a rodent-sized guillotine. <laughs> I... I don't like the idea of the rodent-sized guillotine. It's a lot of faff. Is it? Well, you've got to set it up. You've got Point. to tempt the aforementioned mouse. Oh, oh she twitches. Whenever you say mouse, she I twitches know. a bit. I know. We need to quiz her about that But yeah. after, afterwards. Um, so I'm saying guillotine, guillotine, guillotine madame yeah. la guillotine, <laughs> too much like ruddy hard work. But what's worse, though, right? Coming back from work and A, there's a mouse that's been guillotined or B, so you've got to deal with that, that's pretty horrible, or B, there's a mouse that's, like, kicking around because it's still alive in a humane trap. What's worse, Mel? I'm saying we're in a rock-slash-hard-place situation here and neither will do. So we can't give this person who's written this question any form of definitive answer. We can, because what you create is a little mouse fun park. (laughs) I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting that. You lure in the little mousy with yep. some cheesy or some chocky or peanut butter and you create some rides for the mouse. <laughs> but what they don't know is it's an enclosed area that they will never get out of. Wow. Then you take the mouse plus the fun park and you rehome it in another county. That is amazing. So you drive it over the county border. You do. <laughs> like Thelma and Louise. <laughs> it's very, very labour-intensive. And expensive and time-consuming. What little rides would you have in there, just out of interest? What stuff's in there? Oh, you'd have the mouse trap. Mouse trap. Uh, you'd have the um... seesaw. Like a yes. Little seesaw. Yes. A little seesaw. Yeah, you might have saw as well. A little bit of a faster ride, a horror ride. Oh, well, they're like dangled upside down underneath yeah. Yeah. where they do these days. Exactly. I love it. You might have the waltzers, the mouse waltzers. Yeah. With little mousy skinheads going, oh, get off, oh, scream and you go faster. Would you have one mouse that's talking over the music on the microphone going, okay, come on in, come on in, the next ride kicking off in about 10 minutes. Wow, okay, settle up. I tell you what, matey, if all fails in radio, you've got a permanent reckon- job. Thank you. <laughs> And if the and if the radio bit or that bit fails, I could do the art. Don't you love the bad art in the background? Uh, oh, bad celebrity oh, spray paint pictures. Oh, that's always Angelina Jolie. <laughs> or um, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in Cobra. <laughs>
You're on it, man. Thank you. It's time to tell Mel you can ask me anything. Hey Mel, it's Stephen. My daughter is four, um, loves CBBS, um, but Thomas the Tank Engine kind of um, scares the life out of me. Am I overreacting? Thomas the Tank Engine is the backbone, Stephen, on which this great country was built. You must get involved in Thomas the Tank Engine, the Fat Controller, all the different carriages. Their names escape me at the moment. One of them was called Henry Edward Richard. No, not Richard. You must get involved, Stephen. You're not a good father otherwise. Next. Hi, Mel. It's Bella. I built my gym kit in three times last week and never went to the gym. Does this make me a bad person? It makes you a naughty person, Bella. Bad? No, I can sense that you're a nice sensitive type but you're a very very naughty person if you bring in the gym kit and it sits unused it will start to make little faces at you and start to make comments in its own little gym kitty way bella bella why don't you use me says your step matt or whatever it is bella use your gym kit naughty naughty next please hey mel it's kevin um i think i might be psychic if i picture a thing in my head now please shout out what you think it is ready Thinking of something now. A tweed cape. It was a kitten! Oh dear, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. You said a kitten, I said a tweed cape. You say a kitten, I say a tweed cape. Let's call the whole thing off, Kevin. Thanks so much for listening to our little scrumptious podcast. Hear more larks like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast.